Hello, hello. So if my helpers can uh, grab their bits of paper, I need everyone to get a piece of paper and a pen. So our helpers are moving those around. So while they're doing that, um, we'll, I'll just get started. So um, if I haven't met you, my name's Danny. I've been a leader at Gateway Youth for about nine years. So yeah, pretty long. Um, try not to guess my age, that would be excellent. Um, <laughs> I got married to Brody Drape last year. So I'm now a wife. It's very exciting. Uh, I've got four sisters and I was born in America. So I haven't got an accent because I was pretty young when we moved. So now that we know, you know, a little bit about me, we know each other really, really well, pretty much. I want you guys to get to know each other. So, um, in your groups, I would love for you, once you get your piece of paper, to uh, tell each other your biggest fears. Okay, write them down on your paper. Your biggest fear, okay? If you need a pen, borrow from a friend. I'll just have a sneaky hands up once you've done that. Ah, oh, we're still going. It's we're just getting deep straight away. It's really good. All right, another check in. Hands up. Who's got their fear written down? I'll give you like 10 more seconds. So right quick. Okay, I think 10 seconds is up. If, you, if you're not too sure what your fear is, just dwell on it and write it down when you remember, okay? Sounds good? Sounds good. All right, bit of hush. Shh. Thanks, Hannah. Okay, so uh, from all the chit-chat, it sounds like everybody has got um, some fears, all right? And I was trying to think of what I'm afraid of, and I thought of a pretty funny story, so who would like to hear it? Okay, so like I said before, I've got four sisters, and we're pretty close in age, um, and I'm right in the middle, so that's really fun. Um, but when we were really little... Um, and if we were being really naughty, my mum used to say to us, as a bit of a threat, that she would smack our bums with a wooden spoon. Now, I know, horrible, right? But it's okay. And I knew that it wasn't, like, scary, right? I knew it wasn't a completely empty threat because I'd seen her do it and it was terrifying. So I, being this strict rule follower and somebody who, like, hates getting in trouble, um, I just made sure that whenever mum dropped that threat, I stopped being naughty straight away. Um, and it was really good because that meant that I followed the rules, except for just one time. So, yeah. Um, I was having a great time with my sisters. I said I was a middle child, a bit naughty sometimes. Um, and, you know, I was being really annoying. And my mum, you know, she said, you know, you've got to cut it out, Danielle. 
you know, her American accent. Otherwise, I'm going to get the wooden spoon. And I was like, okay, I'll stop. So I stopped straight away because I didn't, did not want to have to encounter that until she left the room, of course, and I started back up at it. So I started being annoying straight away. And my older sister, Chantel, who just like is a bit mischievous, she was like, I'm telling on you. So, okay, I'm crapping my pants a little bit. And she's like, I'm telling on you. So she runs off. She tells mum. So I think, and she comes back, like, smile on her face. Guess what? You're getting the wooden spoon when dad gets home. And I'm like, no! <laughs> so I'm so afraid uh, uh, that this is happening. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Should I hide? And she says, no, 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 no. She's very wise. No, no, no. You need to go to our room and put on every single pair of underwear that you've got. <laughs> because when she goes to smack you, you won't feel a thing. I'm like, brilliant. So I went, I went off and I did that. I even went as far as putting on like some of my sister's undies on top, just for good measure, okay? And once I'd done that, I hid because if mum can't find me, she can't smack me. Genius. <laughs> I was so afraid of my mum being angry at me um, and so scared of the pain that I was going to feel on my bum uh, and also a little bit afraid that I was going to get into more trouble because I'd like worn all the undies and I think that's cheating probably and also she'd just done the washing so I was so afraid of all that that I like I just was so scared so the thing is though like the smacks never came. Mum never came looking for me when Dad got home. She didn't even call out, like, no, like, Danielle, where are you? Uh, none of that. So I'd sat there in fear and 30 pairs of underwear on my five-year-old body for what felt like hours and for no reason. So absolutely crazy. I had let my fear of disapproval land me in a pretty silly situation. So I bet a few of you can probably resonate with that. But I'll tell you one more story. Who wants to hear it? Amazing. Okay, so one more story. I was a little bit older, not five years old anymore, a bit older and this time my fear was a bit different to when I was hiding from a smack. So um, this time I'd had a bit more time to kill uh, before an appointment one morning. So I went to my favourite place, Kmart. Whose favourite place is Kmart? Just me. So anyhow, I went in there, you know, no plans of what I needed to buy. Just let Kmart tell me what I needed, as you do. Um, so I went in. Yep, amazing. Everything's great. Until I get to the self-serve register, which at that stage was at the front of Kmart in Bayside. So the very front of the store, and I'm there, and I'm like, amazing, I've got all my bargains. Let's go. Ten out of ten have to pee out of nowhere, all right? So sit with me on this. 10 out of 10 had to pee and I'm like, crap, what do I do? Because I'm only halfway through scanning my stuff. So I'm like, okay, I can either, you know, run to the toilets, leave all my stuff in Kmart and risk, you know, people thinking I've stolen something, probably getting chased down and like arrested by the Bayside security guards. But so like, I'm, I don't like getting in trouble, so no way. So uh, instead, I tell myself, no, I can do this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, yeah, good Christian girl there. So I'm scanning and scanning, and I'm really wishing that it will go faster. But uh, about five seconds later, my greatest fears become a reality, and I pee my pants in Kmart as an adult. So, yeah. Now... 
I am the most embarrassed I've ever been, as you can imagine. Uh, and I'm freaking out. What do I do? So, yeah, I just was like, crap. So, so afraid. <laughs> You know, and I know that I could never go back there as well, obviously. Uh, so afraid of, like, what people are going to think of me. I keep this a secret for three years, only telling my mum and my best friend. So I thought that if anyone ever found out, they wouldn't want to be my friend, they would make jokes about me and probably think I was really gross. I'd be, like, that girl who peed her pants in public. And it was horrible. So I let this tiny thing become so much more than it needed to be. Um, yeah, than it actually was. And this same fear stopped me from doing something that I really loved, which was spending all my money in Kmart and laughing at myself. <laughs> so I want you guys to talk for another, you know, 30 seconds about what fear has stopped you from doing. Alrighty. Amazing. I'm sure there's some pretty fun things. We'll chat about it later. So, you know, fear is not a new thing. It's been wreaking havoc on humans since the dawn of time. You know, we're not the only ones here, guys. Um, and to be honest, it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes fear can actually be really good. Like, it can keep us from doing really silly things and keep us safe. But it's when we let fear uh, stop us from living the life that God wants us to live, that's when it becomes a problem. So, who's heard of Jonah and the whale? A few of us. So, you know, this is a story about a dude who God asked to go to a town to talk to some people about the way they were living their life. Um, but he was so afraid of what these people were going to do and say to him that he like ran in the opposite direction, found himself on a boat heading far, far away, ended up throwing himself into the ocean, mid-storm, mind you, uh, and, and then he ends up getting like swallowed up by a giant fish only to be spat up three days later uh, so he could finally listen to God, right? So that's Jonah. What about Moses? Anybody heard of him? Okay, so Moses is a guy who got all the Israelites, which is like a massive group of refugees pretty much living in Egypt. He got them out of Egypt. But before he could do that, he killed a guy and was so worried about what the people of Israel were going to do to him as well as the Egyptians that he just up and left. He ran away and started a new life as well. So he was pretty scared too. And then in the New Testament, which is a part of the Bible where like we've got Jesus, um, there was a guy named Peter. Now, he walked on the water with Jesus, but he became so afraid that he started to sink. And while we're talking about the waves, we cannot forget the 12 disciples, aka Jesus's best mates, uh, who they literally watched Jesus do like miracle after miracle. They were with him the whole time. And they became so afraid in the middle of a storm on a boat with Jesus that they thought they were going to die. Like they had the creator of the universe in the boat with them, but they still, they, they were still so scared. 
So, apart from all these guys, there's just hundreds of stories of fear in the Bible. Um, And I think it's really safe to say, with that in mind, like, we're not alone. Everyone suffers from fear. Um, And like I said, fear is not always a bad thing. It's actually what makes us human sometimes. It allows us to pass on knowledge from generation to generation. Um, It allows us to predict, you know, outcomes for the future. And... um, The same part of the brain, this is really cool, the same part of the brain that allows fear to conjure up also allows you to like have an imagination, um, to have hopes and dreams and all that kind of stuff, which is really cool. But the thing is, fear is an emotion, just like happiness or sadness or surprise. And if we let any emotion take over our lives, then we can just become unbalanced, which is like not fun. Um, so fear also can make us self-absorbed, which means that, you know, we can be always thinking about what bad things might happen if we do this or say that. So that's not really fun either. But Jesus has a lot to say about fear. In fact, the phrase fear not is in the Bible 365 times, which is one fear not per day. So excellent. Uh, and fear not. He's pretty much telling us to just stop. But that's way easier said than done, hey. So, hands up if you here are afraid of spiders, cockroaches, moths, Hannah Furlong, Gil, sorry, and insects in general. Okay, keep your hand up if, like, out of all those, you're most afraid of cockroaches. Okay, so out of you guys... Uh, who would like to come up here and face their fears? Who's afraid, like, deathly afraid of cockroaches? Okay, I can't, I have not got my glasses. Come on up. Bronte. Okay, so Bronte, um, thank you for coming up today. Uh, we're going to face your fears this, this afternoon, this night, tonight, whatever. Uh, so I want you to stand in this pool here, please. Now, last, guys... Shh, listening up. So on the internet, you can buy anything, right? So I bought some um, frozen cockroaches in the mail and they're supposedly like, they're supposed to defrost, kind of like when you buy ants for an ant farm, they're supposed to defrost and then come back alive because cockroaches can live through like a nuclear attack. So they're in the box. Claire's got, <laughs> got them. And Bronte, we're going to face your fears by just pouring this box of cockroaches over you. That's why the pool's there, so that they don't run away on the stage because that's disgusting. <laughs> Are you pretty afraid? Yeah. Just, just stop it. Just stop. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Okay. Count of three. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, they're on the stage. It's fine. They're definitely fake. Oh, there's a big one. Ah, cockroach. <laughs> now, Bronte, are you still afraid of cockroaches? Yeah. That's okay. You can go sit down. Thanks, Claire, handy helper. Now, of course, you're still afraid of cockroaches. And you know what? You just don't have to be. Just like I don't have to still be afraid of what the staff at the Kmart in Frankston think of me about being judged by them. They probably have video footage of me wearing my pants. It's fine. So I don't have to be afraid of that. Just like Jonah, he didn't have to be afraid anymore of you know, the people that he was going to visit. And just like Peter, he didn't have to be afraid of the waves. Why? 
because Jesus gives us the right to not be afraid. He gives us an all-access pass to the no-fear zone. All right? He promises us that he will never put us in a situation that we can't handle without him. And even better, like he promises to never leave us, which means he's always with us. We can never handle things without him. We don't have to worry about it because he's always with us. And, you know, he's never going to leave us. He's never going to let us down. And he's never going to turn his back on us. He actually wants us to live a life without fear. Did you know that one of the biggest fears is the fear of death? Okay. You know, why are we so afraid to die? Maybe it's because we, we're afraid that we didn't get to use our life the way that we wanted to. Or maybe we didn't get to leave a legacy that we were happy of. Or maybe we just don't know what's waiting for us on the other side and that terrifies us. But the really cool thing is that Jesus offers us the answers to all of these things. He tells us that if we live each day for him, we can't fail because he'll use everything for good. He also tells us that we can live in eternity with him if in heaven if we choose to. But we'll come back to this bit later. So for now, imagine your life without fear. In your groups, talk about what you would do and who you would become. Okay, thanks guys. Wrapping it up. So, in Matthew, a book of the Bible, God talks about how he cares even for the flowers in the fields and the birds on the earth. He never lets them go without. But he also talks about how much more he cares for us. So much that he even knows how many hairs we have on our head. Which is pretty cool. I mean, who knows how many hairs they have on their head? Not me. Probably a lot. Um, he tells us this so that we don't have to be afraid that we're ever going to go without because he considers you extraordinarily valuable, way more than the flowers, way more than the birds, you know. He knows your name, he knows your circumstances, he knows what's going on and he genuinely cares, like so much. And you can know that with confidence that even when bad things are happening and you think your prayers are going unanswered, he knows and he also cares. He's saying to us, as long as I'm here, there's no need to fear. 
bit of a rhyme, you can remember that one. Even when there's something to be afraid of, like even if you have a genuine reason, you don't have to let fear be the boss of you. So let's go back for a minute to Peter, Jesus' mate who walked on the water with him. He actually failed a bunch of times with Jesus. You know, he wasn't perfect at all. But despite being one of Jesus' closest friends, like he didn't understand everything that Jesus was saying or what he meant by the words he said. Uh, He also kept people away from Jesus. He was selfish. He made assumptions about what Jesus was thinking. And he even at one point, you know, kind of tried to stop Jesus from taking our sins on the cross, which is a little bit awkward. You know, he didn't keep a lookout for Jesus, but he fell asleep. Uh, and And he also lets himself think that he's just not good enough and he leaves the team. But this same Peter, who failed so much, actually made a huge turnaround. He wrote a letter to Christians who hadn't met Jesus before or got to see him in person, kind of like us, um, who, like in the letter, he tells them they need to cast all their fears onto him. Why? Because Jesus cares for you. You know, Peter, who failed so much, knew that despite all that, Jesus cared for him. And he knew the way to rid himself of failure, fear of failure, fear of death, fear of judgment, even fear of cockroaches, Bronte, you know, was to transfer his worry, anxiety and fear onto Jesus. Has anyone ever heard the difference between a scream of fear and a scream of triumph? Probably not, but I want to show you and we're going to do this together. So this is a group activity. So everyone get ready because on the count of three, I want you to scream as if there is like you are the most afraid you've ever been, okay? So, just you got to watch me though. When I put my hand down, that's when we stop, okay? So, hand up means scream, hand down means stop. So, three, two, one. I don't know if that was really like, that didn't sound blood curdling to me. Guys, we can try one more time. It wasn't even loud. Scream like there's a murderer coming after you, okay? Really scared stuff, all right? Ready? Okay, three, two, one. All right. Now, that was really fun. Good job. Now, listen up. Everyone's going to stand up and we're going to scream like we have just won the best and biggest prize that we can imagine, okay? So everyone stand up. All right, are we all ready? Okay, three, let's start off really quiet. Three, two, one. Okay, amazing, stay standing. Did it feel different to scream in triumph over screaming in fear? Because when you guys screamed in triumph, it sounded to me like you were a strong force, that you'd won the battle and that you guys were not to be messed with, okay? And that's the truth, guys. With God on your side, You know, you've got a whole army backing you up. You've got an army far bigger than this room that's backing you up. You know, this series, we've been letting some pretty bad things know who's boss. 
And I thought, you know, let's tell them again while we're still standing. So repeat after me. You can yell it. Guilt, you're not the boss of me. Envy, you're not the boss of me. Anger, you're not the boss of me. And fear, you are not the boss of me. Amazing. Hey guys, if you would like to transfer your fears onto Jesus, those ones you wrote down on your paper, then during the next song, I'd love for you guys to grab your papers, scrunch them up and chuck them in these bins either side of the stage, okay? So if you want to do it, we're going to do it in the song. Not quite yet. And maybe you felt like you've never really let Jesus on your side before, but you're thinking that you might want to do that. You know, you're thinking, this might be the night that I want to, I want to let Jesus on my side. I want to have an army backing me up. And that maybe you want to crush that fear of death by locking in an eternity with Jesus in heaven. Well, we're going to say a prayer together in a minute, which is just talking to God. Nothing crazy, nothing serious. And if, if that's you, if you think you want to you wanna live your life with Jesus, you think, you know what, I want to have Jesus on my side, then I want you to say these words from your heart. We're all going to say them together, but if it's you, I just want you to mean it in your heart, okay? And then come and see, see a leader afterwards, and they, can, they just want to help you start that journey with Jesus. So let's all pray together. We're going to close our eyes, and we're all going to say this together. Dear Jesus, I believe in you and your power over fear. I know that I'm not perfect and I never will be. But I want you to be on my side forever. And I want to live in eternity with you. I believe that you died for me so that I don't have to be afraid of death anymore. Thank you for loving me. Amen.